Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. This is Dr. Stephen Silverstein from the Jefferson Headache Center, giving you an update on migraine treatment. This is an old advertisement, cover of Time magazine, Preventing Headaches. The latest research offers new hope for all of us, and today it's more pertinent than ever. When should we consider prevention? When migraine interferes with the patient's daily routine despite acute treatment. When the attacks occur more than once a week, this is the risk factor for daily headache or medication overuse headache, which I'll talk about. If the acute medicines don't work, can't be used, have significant adverse events, or overuse. Patient preference. If you're a neurosurgeon and you have one disabling migraine attack a month, you don't want to have that while you're cutting somebody's brain open. And then special circumstances such as hemiplegic migraine, basilar migraine, migraine with prolonged aura, and migranous infarction. It's important to realize that of all the migraine sufferers, 40% are eligible for prevention and only about 13% are adequately getting it. Now let's look at migraine treatment adherence. What are the proportions of the patients adherent? At six months, 26%. At a year, 70%. These are the old oral treatments. Why? Doesn't work. Side effects. Better. Cost or other. So as I was mentioning, only about 20% of patients continue to take their medicine orally after a year. Now, there are different kinds of preventative medications. There are anticonvulsants, antidepressants, beta blockers, serotonin antagonists, onobotulinum toxin, ACE inhibitors, the new class of monoclonal antibodies, erinumab, fermanzimab, galcanzimab, eptinzimab, they're the nutraceuticals, and the GPAMs. What are the principles of preventative drug treatment? Start low and go slow. Not anymore. For the MABs and the GPAMs, full stream ahead. We still need an adequate trial of three to six months. We need to avoid drug overuse and interfering drugs. We evaluate therapy, we use a calendar, and we stop if patients are well controlled for six months, if they agree and we agree it's the right thing to do. And we avoid pregnancy and make sure you ascertain the use of birth control. How do you decide what to use? What type of migraine? When you talk about the drug's efficacy, It's the scientific evidence and the clinical experience. What are the drugs' adverse events and safety? What are the comorbid and coexisting diseases that affect your choice? What is patient preference? And use the safest, most effective medication with the fewest adverse events. Comorbidities are important. They impact treatment choice, stroke, angina, hypertension. 
bipolar, depression, epilepsy, fibromyalgia, vertigo, irritable bowel, peptic ulcer, delayed gastric emptying, and last but not least, allergies, asthma, and obesity, which makes migraine worse and harder to treat. So what do we recommend? We used to say, pick one drug for both. No, pick the guest, pick the best drug to treat each disorder. And try to pick one drug if it's the first line option for multiple disorders. Do not treat migraine with a drug which is contraindicated for the other disorder, and not to use the drug for the other disorder that exacerbates migraine. Beware of drug interactions and pay attention to women of child-bearing potential. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.